0: The occasional klaxon and whipping siren. He didn't feel as if he were in the middle of a huge city at all. The trees, the quiet force of the surging tidal river beneath his feet, that special luminescence that a body of water throws off, made him grow calmer. He'd been right to come to the river. Odd how these instincts mysteriously drive you, he thought. He walked back his eye held by a clearly defined, attenuated triangle of waste ground to the west side of Chelsea Bridge, formed by the bridge itself, the water's edge, and the four lanes of the embankment. It was bulked out with vegetation, dense with long grass and thick, unpruned bushes and trees. He thought, idly, that such a patch of land must be worth a tidy fortune in this location. Even a thin, long triangle of waste ground and he built in his mind's eye a three-storey wedge of a dozen bijou-balcony-departments. Then he saw that in order to achieve this, he'd have to cut down a huge fig tree close to the bridge. Decades old, he reckoned, drawing nearer to it, its big, shiny leaves still growing stiffly fresh. A venerable fig tree by the Thames, he thought. Strange. How had it been planted there, and what happened to the fruit?' He conjured up a vision of a plate of Parma ham and half fresh figs. Where had he eaten that? On his honeymoon in Portofino with Alexa, or earlier, on one of his student holidays, perhaps. It was a mistake to think of Alexa, he realised, his new mood of calm replaced at once by one of sadness and anger. So he concentrated instead on the small surges of hunger he was experiencing, and felt, thinking of the figs and Parma ham, a sudden need for Italian food. Italian food of a simple, honest, basic sort. insalata tricolore, pasta alle vongole, scalapine al limone, torta di nonna. That would do nicely. He wandered into Chelsea, and almost immediately in the quiet streets behind the royal hospital found, to his considerable astonishment, an Italian restaurant, as if he were in a fairy tale. There it was, "'tucked under yellow awnings badged with a Venetian lion "'in a narrow street of white stucco and beige brick terraced houses, "'it seemed an anomaly, a fantasy. "'No shops, no pub, no other restaurant in sight. "'How had it managed to establish itself here among the residents?' "'Adam looked at his watch. "'6.20. "'A bit early to eat, but he was genuinely hungry now, "'and he could see there were already a few other customers inside.' "'Then a smiling, tanned man came to the door "'and held it open for him, urging, "Uh, "'Come in, sir, come in, yes, we are open, come in, come in.' "'This man took his coat from him, hung it on a peg, "'and ushered him past the small bar "'through to the light, L-shaped room, "'shouting genial instructions and rebukes at the other waiters, "'as if Adam were his most cherished regular "'and he was being inconvenienced by the inefficiency in some way.' "'He sat Adam down at a table for two, with his back to the street outside. "'He offered to look after Adam's briefcase, but Adam decided it would stay with him "'as he took the proffered menu and glanced around. eight tourists, four men, four women, sat at a large round table, eating silently, "'all dressed in blue, with identical blue tote-bags at their feet. "'And there was another solitary man sitting two tables away along from him.' who had taken his spectacles off and was dabbing his face with a tissue. He looked agitated, ill at ease in some way, and he glanced over as he replaced his spectacles. As their eyes met, the man gave that inclination of the head, the small smile of acknowledgement, the solidarity of the solitary diner, that says, I am not sad or lonely. This is something that I have happily chosen to do, just like you." He had a couple of folders and other papers spread on the table in front of him. Adam smiled back. Adam ate the house salad, spinach, bacon, shaved parmesan and creamy dressing, and was halfway through his scallopini al vitello, green beans, roast potatoes on the side, when the other solitary diner leant over and asked him if he knew the exact time. His accent was American, his English flawless. "'Adam told him, 6.52. "'The man carefully adjusted his watch, "'and they inevitably began to talk. "'The man introduced himself as Dr. Philip Wang.'